Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to follow up on any of the stories that I'm about to share. Let's jump in with our first piece of the week, anti-trans bills also anti-science. Scientific American reported on how bills in Arkansas and 19 other states that are seeking to block trans youth from receiving care run counter to science. They cite research finding that trans-affirming care is not only safe for youth, but also positively affects their mental health. We've covered a lot of this type of research here on the podcast, and of course, we know that being able to access this kind of care helps youth to feel affirmed in their gender identity, it helps them to be able to access services, it helps them to be able to access educational and uh, job opportunities without facing as high levels of discrimination. So um, it's good to see this being looked at from a scientific perspective, uh, and hopefully policymakers will, will follow suit and do the same thing. Next up, HIV vaccine could be closer. Insider reported on how advancements on vaccines for COVID-19 could mean that an HIV vaccine is now closer than ever. Scientists have used the new mRNA technique to develop the COVID-19 vaccines after decades of of studying this technique, Uh, and now that same method could be used to vaccinate for HIV, a disease that of course has disproportionately impacted LGBT communities. Unfortunately, we know that you know COVID-19 has gotten a lot more attention than, uh, than HIV has gotten because it affects everyone and not just uh, largely marginalized populations. So um, the positive side of that is that maybe all of this research and development that has gone into the COVID-19 vaccine can benefit uh, other less uh, studied, less invested in problems such as HIV. In our next story, College athletics lack inclusive policies. Gay City News reported on new findings that college athletic policies fall short on LGBT inclusion. Only 3% of NCAA Division I schools had, quote, robust protections, while 9 in 10 lacked trans-inclusive policies. Resources for athletes and policies for fans were also found among only a minority of programs. So uh, definitely some concerning uh, findings here and um, really just a lot of room and improvement. You know, a lot of the attention lately has been on high school uh, athletics and bills that were seeking to ban trans athletes from participating in school sports. But it's important to remember that, you know, the athletics programs carry over uh, into college and um, that there, too, uh, we need to be looking at these policies and uh, trying to move them in an inclusive direction. Next up, LGBT training in ER residencies. Researchers led by Joel Mall found that 75% of emergency medicine residency programs offered some LGBT health training, with an average of two hours of instruction. They also found that most survey respondents would have preferred more instruction on this topic. Lack of time in the curriculum was the biggest barrier that they cited for not offering more LGBT health education. One caveat for this story is that they did uh, conduct the study by having 
uh, programs send back information voluntarily. And so it's possible that the programs who didn't respond, um, you know, are the programs that didn't offer this type of training. But still, I think that it's really promising that 75% were offering LGBT health training. Um, and, you know, that, that means that the issue is trying to increase and improve on this training uh, and not necessarily starting from zero where, you know, th this is just not even a consideration. So I think that that is um, some good news here in this study. Next up, new safe space in Spanish. Centerlink launched a new LGBT youth chat platform in Spanish. QChatSpace, a collaboration with Planned Parenthood and PFLAG, has helped fill gaps, especially during the pandemic, for youth who need a safe virtual place to connect. It now has a Spanish-language version of this program, uh, which is trying to expand the reach and impact of the program. Uh, the, these type of uh, opportunities have been so important during COVID-19 where uh, the places that youth usually go, whether that's a community center or a, a GSA at a school, have not been available. And so um, it's really great to see that not only are these spaces available, but they are um, growing more diverse and more inclusive. So um, definitely check out this resource if that's something of interest. And finally for this week, HPV conversations lacking. A study led by Molly Malone explored how sexual minority men discuss HPV vaccination with their partners and found that most did not engage in much conversation on this topic, despite the community having higher rates of HPV. They found that the value placed on safer sex conversations, as well as the type of relationships that men were in, were both important factors for how much and how willing uh, queer men were uh, willing to have on the topic of HPV vaccination. So again, just an interesting thing where, you know, we've had a lot of, um, a lot more conversation uh, on HIV, I think, within the community than we have on HPV, uh, and it would be great to see um, more conversation happening. And of course, to make that happen, you know, we need providers to be talking about this. We need public health campaigns, awareness campaigns, so that this does become a, a topic of conversation. I also thought it was interesting that, you know, the more value that couples had on safer sex in general uh, contributed to this. So I think any kind of um, action that we can take, people working in public health, people working as providers, people working at community orgs, um, to make safer sex, uh, you know, an important topic for the LGBT community, it seems like that's going to push over and benefit um, all sorts of health topics, including in this case, HPV vaccination. Well, that concludes another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to follow up on any of those stories that I've just mentioned. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you are not already so that you can hear next week's and all future week's episodes. Thanks so much.